Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Hmm. Yeah, now I heard you. The first one didn't take didn't take didn't take advantage of, of me being here waiting for you. Yes, well, uh, Zoom keeps changing their interface, so they're just trying. No I think kidding! I haven't figured that people. out yet. <laughs> how how not to do customer experience? Keep changing your interface every version. <laughs> Well, it was, what is that? Within every week? I, so, yeah. I, I remember way back, like, uh, let me think, 99 or 2000, the dot com had either just been a month or two, the, the explosion, the bubble burst, either a, month, either a couple of months in front of this or a couple of months after this. I don't remember, but there's a guy named Dane Alessandrio, I think something like that that worked mm -hmm. for Anderson and he would talk about having re a company revisioning meetings every, every quarter. Right. Revisioning. And I'm like, what does that mean exactly? It means setting the vision for the co company. I'm like, that isn't, that isn't how it works. <laughs> <laughs> the vision is the superstructure for the company re changing it every three. And I mean, every three months means, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You're just throwing money away. Well, I mean, nowadays you're probably that would probably be prescient to change the damn thing every three months, right? <laughs> because well, yeah. so, so much stuff happens all the time. Well, that, like, that depends on if you're trying really to take right? very interesting with trying trying to take advantage of the current trends in the market. It is it's constant change. Back yeah. in the back in the day, they used to talk. Uh, what was her name? Oh, she was kind of riding the wave there. She was talking about the the uh, surfing the change wave, and I can't oh, remember her faith, name. Faith Popcorn. No, no, but it is about the same time Faith Popcorn was out there. Um, this was in the organ, organization development world. I'm, uh, okay. But Faith Popcorn, popcorn was name. doing about the same thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's constant change. They, was, they were trying to get us familiar with the thinking of constant change. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh, man, I can't imagine. I forgot because I attended a thing with her in Montreal. And, um, or, uh, yeah, Montreal. With Faith or this other person? No, this other person. Oh, mm -hmm. oh well, anyway... The thing where is that it was turbulence and the, the, it's always going to be turbulence. Change is oh, always yeah. going on and it's never solid. And which, you know, I, I get that conceptually, but I don't actually, I don't think we live our lives like that. We, we have uh, to have well, be more stable than that. Yeah, but we, we, we have to try and make, even though everything changes around us, we have to try and maintain stability because that's what human beings are like. Right. Right. We, that's what I'm saying is we, as a, as a species, yeah, it, things change all the time, but we have to close off our mind to constant change. Otherwise we would never, we would be overwhelmed by it all. And I mean, you yeah. really have to filter it out. So. Oh, absolutely. Well, right. I mean, we can't, handle, we can't handle constant change. <laughs> we no, we can't. 
<laughs> we, we can't. It's we we will eventually become overwhelmed and be stuck in a corner sucking our thumb. Yeah, yeah. So y'all so ready? Y'all ready for the big fight night? The big fight? <laughs> Rock'em sock'em robots in the ring. Bang, uh, bang. So I'll tell you what's going on. So, so our I'm listeners may or may off. not know, tonight <laughs> is, the, is the first presidential debate between President Trump and Vice, former Vice President Biden. So am I all ready? There are, yeah. I yeah. saw this just the you other day. This whole, this whole dementia thing is a rope-a-dope tactic that he's going to come out swinging like nobody's business and punch punch Trump out. Really? <laughs> That's I saw that within the last day or two. I'm like, oh well, that could be, you know. <laughs> I I love it. I love this stuff. It's like we were talking about this morning. I, I I had a meeting this morning with a bunch of folks, and we were talking about how entertaining the last four years has been, and it's just it just continues, right? It's like a reality show. And there's another episode tonight. <laughs> there's an episode every day, actually. It's kind of like watching well, yeah, watch every, Big Brother every, or The Apprentice or something like that. <laughs> it's almost with every tweet, nearly every tweet. Not quite, but nearly. So anyway, yes, I'm I'm going to be sitting here. I'm not gonna play uh I'm not gonna play Skyrim tonight. I'm gonna sit here and watch the thing and, and probably live tweet it. Uh, I would I haven't live tweeted in four years. So mm-hmm. I used to you live tweet in four years. Wow. No, I haven't tweeted that much in a lot in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I used to live tweet uh, football games. Uh, the, at, when the Aggies were playing, I would do that. Now, although a lot of times that was more on my Facebook page, but used to be able, you know, they, they were integrated. So you could tweet and it would go to your Facebook page and also go to your Twitter account. I don't know that. I don't oh, think that link is still that? there. I, I'm not sure. I, like I said, hmm. I haven't done it in so long. Used to, it was like they were trying to integrate them all together. And then I'm sure that they decided, oh, wait a minute. This is this is detrimental to our brand. Uh, yeah. Whatever. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. So you're thinking that this is all a sham. Well, no, I didn't say that's what I'm thinking. That's what I read yesterday. <laughs> I do now. Okay. I do know there's been out there. There's a guy there in um, now. So, are we going deep down? We're going down a deep, deep hole of conspiracy. Hey, take take any take any hole you want. Okay, so <laughs> the, the impression the impression that I've been given, I mean, the impression that I've been given is that you know this guy is a doddering old fool and he's yeah. gonna he's gonna lose, right? And you're saying, or at least what I think you're saying is that this is like a carefully cultivated persona they've set up so that when tonight he's going to come out you know guns blazing and they're going to go oh yeah it was awesome so you really think that that's i guess it's possible i guess it's it's possible possible. the other thing that's going on i don't know if you're keeping track of all this is trump has said he's he's he wants to do a drug test um i think he, he i don't think he's put conditions on it but he wants to do a drug test either before or after the the debate I yeah. forget which one it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to do that. Biden says he's not going to do that. And Trump thinks he's either taking Adderall or uh, hyd- uh, ox- hydroxychloroquine. Is that it? Yeah. Did I get it all? Well, there's nothing wrong with Adderall. Adderall is fine, right? People use it for 
people use it for performance enhancement all the time, especially around here. I mean, you remember what the Silicon Valley's like, right? We love performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, around but you didn't here. use Adderall, you used something else. <laughs> oh no, people were using Adderall, people were using everything or anything and really? everything. Really? Well, I never heard about the Adderall all stuff. Sorts of stuff. I heard about all the other book. stuff. You know Michael Pollan, who did the uh, the uh, he's the food guy. Monty, yeah, did, the, uh, the, the Omnis- Monty Python guy. Omnivores, um, no, Omnivores Dilemma. Michael Pollan. So you remember the Omnivores Dilemma? He wrote a book about food and how we all eat. No, meat, I don't know that guy. Like that. Yeah, so he does a lot of food stuff, and he's recently he's just getting into drug stuff, and he's talking about how you can improve your life. He did a really nice short book on uh, caffeine and how caffeine is like. If we didn't have caffeine, we'd be uh, there would be no Western civilization <laughs> because if it was caffeine that kept us kept us awake and sharp. Uh, but anyway, I digress. He also is getting into drugs, right? And he's talking, he has a book called How to Change Your Mind. And it's all about, you know, microdosing LSD and stuff like that to try and improve performance. And of course, Silicon Valley just ate it all up because they're like, oh, oh sure. we're doing that because we can't stay on top of that. We, have, we can't stay on top of things. We can't be sharp for our investors, blah, 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 unless we, unless we have these drugs in our system. So now, now they're saying that it's like an essential part of being able to survive in a highly competitive cutthroat atmosphere like this is that you need to be hopped up on something, even if it's a microdose, right? So, I mean, I don't even know how realistic that is or how real it is, but, you know, and, and even Scott Adams was saying the other day, you know, if, if he's on Adderall, I mean, he wouldn't mind if either Trump or Biden were on Adderall because as long as it keeps him sharp, that's fine. And I'm like, that's okay with me too. I mean, I, I, performance enhancing drugs, if you ask me, they should be allowed anyway. I mean, it's kind of like in the Olympics, they say, oh, we have to do drugs tests to screen people for drugs. And I'm like, well, just let's just let everybody take anything they want. Why do we need to screen? It's just another way of augmenting yourself. Oh, well, okay, you so why do we need to screen? We'll, we'll get back to that other subject, subject in a minute. We need to screen because mm-hmm. young people start trying, trying to follow role models. That's why. Right. These, right. We're talking about elite athletes. And, and within a, oh, five or six years ago, it came out that the, the Gatorade, which I've been drinking since probably it came out, was not was not for the um, weekend warrior type of athlete. It's mm-hmm. not formulated for that. It's formulated for the elite athletes, and it was causing problems because we were we we're wanting to be elite athletes by drinking Gatorade. I don't, as, you know, our our logic is not always where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, the, the thing there was is that yeah it, it was it was the electrolytes were overbalanced or something not uh, were unbalanced it, it created an imbalance in electrolytes and it was causing premature death of high school athletes that was that was a few years ago so mm-hmm. the, that's the reason I, I think that that's one of the reasons that they wanted to put this in so that the younger folks uh, would not follow suit although they come out with all kinds of stuff and I'm sure that the younger guys are taking this stuff because they're not going to get tested and by the time they become elite athletes they, then they're going to be tested and they can't perform as well it's right. a catch 22 right. but anyway right. going back to the presidential debate one of the <laughs> things out there that, that I stumbled across about a year or so ago maybe two 
Uh, well, it's about right after Biden started de cognitively declining. There was a theory out there that he is faking this because of all the criminal charges that he's that he's facing. Have you heard this? Oh. Yes, I have heard this. And some people are saying now, speaking of going down the rabbit hole, that the, whole, the only reason he's running for president is to keep himself away from prosecution. Right. That, that's, that's, a, that's a QAnon theory right there. That's one of them. The other one is, is that seriously? he's faking this. Seriously. Seriously. He's wow. running. Wow. I mean, it's like a big thing. They think that they, if they run for president, they're, they're, they're above, above prosecution. Really? Wow. Yeah, and that's that's a, like an underground theme for QAnon since uh, for at least the last 18 months, at least. Okay. I do not understand that at all because so many Democrats get away with so much. So I can't imagine why he'd think he would not. I mean, <laughs> well, they get away with the surface level stuff that we're, we're talking. The one that gets talked about most, well, there's the corruption on this is is with his family stuff. The other one yeah. hanging out there is crimes against humanity, which is child trafficking. I don't hear that about Biden very much, but there's a lot of other people that are involved in that. So right, right. going back to what I was saying is, um, the thinking is, is Biden is doing this so he can, he can claim insanity. It's an insanity defense. So he won't be prosecuted. I wouldn't give it a whole lot of credence, okay? I wouldn't give it a whole lot of credence except for the guy that was, there's a mafia mob boss that did this in New York. His name is uh, Vincent Giganti. I think that's right. Mm. True story. That's a good mob, I, that's a good mob name. That's a great yeah. mob name, <laughs> Vincent Giganti. He walked around in, in Brooklyn or Manhattan somewhere crazy during the daytime and he'd do business at night. Mm. Right. So, I mean, I mean, you, and there's the reason I even know about this one is because it was a episode on law and order. You know, <laughs> law and order actually use real cases and develop a story around it. Right. So that's how I actually knew about this. So I went in there and I started since it came out, I said he may be doing this as like a, a way to escape prosecution. So I went in there and I was watching, I was watching something about, this um this um this mob boss Vincent Vincent Giganti and who pops up as a commentator on the video is a guy named Andrew Weissman. Do you know that name? Mm -mm. Andrew Weissman is is supposedly the mastermind behind the Mueller uh, special counsel group that looked into President Trump. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. <laughs> and, and so let's tie the knot even tighter. He has hosted a fundraiser, a virtual fun, fundraiser for Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> so yeah. the guy that brought down the, uh, the mob boss that was pretending to be crazy so he could escape prosecution is now tied directly to the vice president who might be trying to do the same thing. Oh my! Isn't that uh, fun? <laughs> I like that's one of my little. That's one of my. It's just totally serendipitous. I I came across that. I was watching. It was like a unsolved mysteries or something like that on YouTube, and I was watching. I'm and and Weissman popped up, and 
there can't be too many Andrew Weissmans in New York that are prosecutors. So, so I'm like, and then I finally saw a picture of him later on. I went, yep, same guy. But that was in 1998 or 99, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so all this stuff is like inner, it's like interwebs, you know, it's, it's, it's the way this is like this is the way LinkedIn was supposed to work is tight connections where you really right. trust this person you know and I'm mean, that ain't gonna work we're gonna and I, mean, I remember talking to uh, Constantine Kronicki I think he was the marketing director for LinkedIn when it launched and and I said People are, they're going to, they're going to chase the numbers. They're going to, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, and now you can only see that you got 500 connections. Back then they were putting it out there. And uh, one of my connections has, tw- at the last time I saw his numbers at 21,000. Oh, this is the, these are the lion folks. Uh, in you know, open networkers. Yeah. But that was before that, you know, how long it took me forever to figure out what that was. <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long, but it wasn't an obvious thing. Cause I, I was, I remember teaching, I was doing LinkedIn training about the time I met you. That's probably why you and I got connected was cause LinkedIn was a social network. Uh, no, it was a, yeah, social network. It wasn't social, it wasn't social media. It was social networking then. So yeah. LinkedIn, so I'd already, I'd already knew about social networks from one of my, uh, uh, not graduate studies, but um, the capstone course in my, in, in undergraduate, I had to do a, a make the case that this study was the groundbreaking study in communication. And, I, and I'm not gonna get it all right, but he was actual psychologist, maybe a social psychologist that went over and they did a network in Korean Korean women, and they found out there were influencers. That's where influencers came from. The guy's name mm. is George Kelly, I think. And so it's mm. grand. So I made the case. That was my argument. And made the the case. My professor was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> How could you come up? And I said. What good does it do to communicate if it if your message doesn't spread? And how does your message spread except from people that you find that they're credible? Right. So people that have you know gravitas. I didn't know the mm-hmm. term at the time, but I know what it is now. Who's who's got the gravitas to be able to spread the message? You've got to know who those people are. So that's that's what led me down. That probably led me to you, actually. Really, given that wow. we met at Rise, so I already knew a lot about this stuff then, and I know even more about it now. Is is because I took social networking analysis with Sean, somebody out of Stanford. And, I mean, this was this was a big thing, and we were trying to figure out. This was when we were trying to figure out um, blogging. Blogging and social network both came up at about the same time. Just, I mean, within months of each other. So, and then social media came about two or three, about two, three years down the road. Cause I already knew, I'd already heard rumblings about Facebook before I left California in 2004. I'd already heard about it. So I was sitting here waiting for it, you know, waiting to see what it was like. Cause at the time it was locked off 
at Harvard, I think. I think that's what we were hearing. It was like it was at Harvard, and it was starting to move around the, um, the Ivy League. That that was right about the time I heard about it. So anyway, while all the securitist type thing is that there's there's some conspiracy folks out here who think Biden is putting this on so he can escape prosecution. I think that the tie-in to Andrew Weissman makes that highly probable. Oh, so you, what do you think his performance is going to be like today? Then you think he's going to be? I have no idea. So they're they're thinking it's rope a dope. I, they think it's rope a dope. They think that he's he's hiding. He's he's like going to be super super prepared, not even on drugs, all that stuff to make Trump overconfident and take him down, take him out in the first round. Going to be like really? Rocky. Yeah, that's what. That's that's the that's one of the things out there that came. I guess it came out yesterday or the day before, because they can't imagine why he's doing the rope a dope, putting the lid on the the thing. He comes out, he does like one thing in the morning, and he's done by eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, nobody does that. Well, there there's lots of there's this is going to be one for the books. We will talk about this to our great grand. Uh, well, you'll talk about this to your great grandchildren. I don't have any, so I'm not going to have my my great my grand nephew and his kids. So, you're going oh, yeah, to adopt some that. kids. Huh? You're going to adopt some kids just for you're going to adopt some kids just for this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be the. So yeah, you I'm tell gonna, the story. <sighs> uh, I, no, I'll be sitting in a rocker somewhere, and they'll be with with a with a uh, what do they call them? Oh, I'm, think, I'm I'm thinking with the with the 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 ear trumpet, you know? Eh, eh. <laughs> they have high tech versions of ear trumpets now, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're called hearing aids. <laughs> oh man, so much has happened since our last call, right? I mean, we've had we have uh, uh, it's just it's just unbelievable the the, the rapidity of of events. And everything is just like, it's like one day after another, there's some other big, big thing going on with like with the tax returns and stuff like that. I mean, when I see people sharing that kind of stuff, I think to myself, how can so many people be so stupid? I mean, have they never, do they not understand, they they do not understand anything about business taxes, right? Or how, how, how you set up a business and how businesses work and how the tax system works. They, They seem to have no conception of these things, right? I mean, that's that's just the well. Feeling that's I because like, we're normal people, and we're not going to get away yeah. with making that kind of money and paying. So, of course, he paid more than seven hundred fifty dollars. Uh, that's that's yeah, all course. over the, the the stuff this morning. He is, it's it's he paid extra, but he had already paid something like five million dollars that year. Yeah, this is this yeah. I mean, is, if you. If your tax returns, if your tax returns say, you know, you owe $750, but, you know, you've already paid over the course of the year, 5 million, what does that tell you? (laughs) And and it's, it's like, it's like all of these stuff. It's just manufactured, right? It's, they've repositioned everything or they've re, you know, rewritten everything to make it look bad, even though, you know, when it, you know, the reality is, is that it's normal. It's the normal business. It's like, 
I mean, I think everybody, or at least most people, try to reduce the amount of taxes they pay, period, yeah. across the board, right? Why should you pay more? I mean, what is it with these these liberals who say, oh, we need to be charged more. We need to increase our taxes. It's like, really? Does people really want that? Or are they just saying that well, I want to increase more ta- taxes on you? No, they want no. more money. They want, they, they want more of your money. Um, mm. So the, the thing there, yeah. the conservative has said for a long time, well, nobody's stopping you from writing a bigger check. Exactly. They, I think they even did this with to uh, Bernie. Uh, actually, they did this with Bernie in the town hall on Fox nearly two years ago. And they said, well, there's nothing stopping you from writing a bigger check. And he went, (laughs) yeah. And I went, I went, no, you could write it. If you want, if you think you, if your fair share is more than what you, what your tax return says it is, you can write a, you can, you don't have to file a return. I mean, well, maybe you have to file a return, but you don't have to ask for the refund. You don't have to do that. So anyway. Yeah. It's so yeah. So we got the Supreme Court uh, person, and there was a whole bunch of stuff over that uh, on the conservative side. And there's, I don't know if you like legal stuff or not. If you don't like legal stuff, uh, then disregard this. But there is a guy out of Canada called Viva Fry, and I think he's Mm -hmm. in Montreal. So uh, he's he's a French Canadian. He and a guy named, here in the United States hook up on Sunday nights to do a, about a two-hour uh, podcast on legal matters in the day. Hmm. Very, very fascinating. Uh, and a lot of this stuff comes out. I mean, looking at they're looking at it from – they have a political look at it, but they also have two, um, two lawyers talking to each other. So it's a really right. fascinating right. thing. Oh, that sounds actually, good. Yeah, it's Viva Fry and, and uh, Robert Barnes. So it's V-I-V-A-F-R-E-I. And he's, he's, a, he's a YouTuber lawyer, out of, like I said, out of Montreal. And he, he does a lot of stuff breaking down legal, the legal aspect. Now, it's a very interesting thing because he's, he's a Canadian, so he's not an American lawyer. And so he get, he gives it a little bit of a not, well um, a an outsider's perspective of it. So he knows he knows enough. I'm sure he's, he he knows he knows his stuff, but he's not embedded in it. So so it, that's why Barnes he and Barnes are Barnes is like a not quite a political operative, but it sounds like he used to be. He's the American. It's, yeah, it's, he's the American. He's right. He's, he's, he's from Tennessee originally, and he's yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's about about two hours, sometimes more. But it's, well, I mean, know, it's a fascinating is, thing. We have a really good. We have a really good uh, as outsiders that we can we 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 observe the states a lot. Canadians mm-hmm. are pretty good at observing Americans and what America is like, and some of them are actually really good at commentating. On on it from a from an outsider perspective, right? Look at somebody like Godsad. Godsad. Godsad's in Montreal, but yeah. he's been with Joe Rogan a bunch of times, and he's 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 got a really great commentary on uh, on what America's like, which I I find that interesting because I'm I'm that kind of outsider too, right? I'm a bit of an outsider. I've been here for 22 years, but I still you know I can still look at it from a bit of an outsider's perspective. 
but well, I just well, yeah, really, you're not you're not you're not it. Let's see, what did we call it? You didn't grow, so you so you're like a um, you're like a skin diver in the ocean, and the rest of us are like uh, sea bass. <laughs> You're you're in our environment, but it's not your natural environment. Sea bass would not oh, know the difference between between water and air. I mean, you know, they've never they've never seen air, so they don't know the difference. You yeah, know the difference. I guess that's about yeah. That's a, I guess that's a that's about right. That's about right, and that's why there's I guess that's why there's so many good Canadian comedians because we can see these things and make wry commentary about <laughs> about what Americans are doing. Right. Yeah, how like, crazy we are. Yeah, different angle at a slightly different angle. It's not the same. I mean, and the, I think I told you this before, but in Canada, we're all taught that Americans are horrible, horrible, horrible people. They're loud, they're obnoxious, they hate, they, you know, they hate everybody. They're like the worst, right? And God forbid you become an American or go down to America because Canada is the best country in the world. But then again, I guess all socialist nations do the same thing, right? All socialist nations talk about how awesome they are. And we do the exact opposite. We, in, 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 in education, we, ta- we teach people about how horrible America is. <laughs> my, my son. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that we're on the way. I mean, talk about a self-fulfilling prophecy. The Canadians have, have controlled Americans for, I don't know, 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's been, it's been, uh, it's so funny because, um, so my stepson was in, he was in school up until he was 15 in Canada, and then he moved down here. And he said, uh-huh. the big difference is that in Canada, they talk about how awesome Canada is. And in America, they talk about how crappy America is. <laughs> it's like, he, he just, he just found it really strange that there would be such a, such a difference in that, you know, they don't teach anything like anything akin to patriotism here, where in Canada, it's rah, 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 Canada's awesome. Right. It, well, it used to be that way. It used to be that way. Yeah. And, and I grew up, I grew up in that kind of an education system. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, that's part of what's going on now with this whole uh, thing about taking identity politics out. Uh, is, no, they call it something else identity critical critical race theory critical race theory now i didn't i didn't go through i didn't go through critical race theory but i did go through critical theory so Mm -hmm. i have a really good understanding of of what that is and and why it's why it's problematic because it doesn't ever it's always there's a reason why they call it critical because it's critical it's not critical for survival it is a criticism. It is a criticism theory, but it's not a criticism to come up with a better argument. It is a criticism to de- deconstruct the existing arguments. Right. So it, it, it's, it doesn't have a positive future in it ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. So, but well, no, because people, everything, everything up till now has been, is horrible. Right. That's awful. exactly it. Awful. All of America is awful. It's, it's exploitive. Uh, it's oppressive. Uh, the language is oppressive. So I mean, just on and on and on. It's, it's, and by uh, President Trump taking it out, making it—I don't know if he—he he wrote the executive order, so I'm not sure he how that's, he banned it. But I'm not—I'm I'm not sure if he's got the 
I guess he can as an executive order in the executive branch. I don't know how it's going to work in the legislative branch or how it's going to work in the judicial branch, but he can do it in the executive branch. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing the other ones he can say, I don't think he's got any control over what happens in Congress. I mean, he might veto their, their budgets, but if you start vetoing their operating budget, I mean, I think there'd be hell to pay for that. Well, I mean, the question I have is that what, so these executive orders, they're mm -hmm. not optional, right? I mean, an executive order should be followed, right? I mean, is it legal? Is it illegal to go against an executive order? Because that's what these people are doing, right? They're just not, they're just not listening to the executive order. They're just moving forward with it. So if the executive order states, you know, you're not allowed to do X, are you allowed to say, okay, I'm, I don't care. I don't care what you say. I'm still going to do X. Is it actually illegal? I think it gives you some, I think it gives you some legal, it's like a fig leaf in a legal case. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to bring suit, so they could they could sue against it. But uh, the thing is, it's, it is not the force of law. And the right. my understanding is the reason that they have executive orders is because it take the the legislative process is not able to adapt to current needs fast enough. They needed something like it. it um, if, if somebody declared war on, on the United States, the legal process would take months or, or weeks to even figure out what to do. And executive, we'd be, by that time, we'd be saluting the, the victors, you know? Right. So that's right. The, the executive process is for speed. That is, that is my understanding of, that, of what executive orders is for speed. It's for stopgap measures until the legislative process can catch up. Right. So, but how, how, so I guess you get, uh, like I'm asking you, like, can you stop? Can you just like, <clears throat> if, if uh, Trump right, signs an executive order for X, I mean, if people continue doing it, then it's, it's not against the law or it is against the law. Well, it's against, it's, uh, my, okay. So my understanding on this, maybe I'm I mean, wrong. can you arrest can you arrest someone for doing something? No, because it's not a law; it's an executive order. So right. I'm guessing it pertains to the executive branch. Hmm. I think. I don't think he can write an executive order and tell Congress what to do, and I don't think he can write an executive order to tell um, uh, Supreme Court and the judicial branch what to do. I don't think that's how it works. But the, lead, the executive branch is where all the stuff comes together to get enacted. I mean, I mean he can go in and say, uh, cut the budget. Even though Congress passes the budget, he executes the budget. Right. That's the executive branch. And, he, and that's how Obama shut down the space agencies is they'd passed all kinds of budgets, made it illegal to cut the budget and all this kind of stuff. He did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so it's the same thing with him, but it's like when he, when he makes a decision saying, okay, no more critical race theory in government agencies, and, but the executive branch is who? That's just the military or is that everybody? Okay, this executive, executive. branch would be all the, all the uh, government agencies that are, not, that are not congressional or, or judicial. Okay. Those are, those are separate. Now, a lot of, the, a lot of those 
a lot of those same branches use the executive branch for like hiring purposes and, you know, to do their, their pensions and all that kind of stuff. But uh, nearly all of them do it that way. They tap into each other. But as far as giving direction, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Supreme court justice pretty much writes the rules in the legislative branch. And my guess is, is I'm, I'm not sure how this works. The Speaker of the House only pertains to the House of Representatives and then the, the um, I'm not sure, how, I guess the majority leader in the Senate, but that's not, that's an elected position. I'm, they're both elected positions, but I'm not sure how, I'm not sure, because I don't think the Senator pro temp is equivalent to the Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House is elected by the House, and the reason they're elected is because they're they're elected from a larger body of representatives than the Senate. That's my understanding. is It's closer to the people. That's that's the thought. Right. So, executive branch. So my my guess is they can they can say okay. Um, let me think of a good example. Well, probably the most common example is that he would he was going to build his, his wall with executive orders mm-hmm. and they eventually they tried to block it all the way they could, but he eventually found ways within his executive purview to do it. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time you heard of a, what? It's been, what, two years since we heard a wall battle? But that's all we heard leading up to 2018 was wall this, wall this, wall this. But after 2018, that was that was pretty much the end of that discussion. You didn't hear it. You didn't hear anything about it very much. Maybe the first first six months, maybe. And then that, that uh, it came up right. So just think about when it stopped. It is about the time they found out that they weren't going to be able to do anything about him being able to build his own wall is about the time the Ukraine stuff leaked out. Yeah. And impeachment started. And then after impeachment imploded, this is within the conspiracy group. With impeachment imploded, that's about the time COVID-19 was coming up. All these things are conflated at the same time. So what do you think about uh, this whole voter fraud thing, because it's I'm seeing these things. It's almost like uh, cockroaches or rats, right? You see one, you know, there's thousands of them, right? Oh yeah, it's it's so think, it's so do, funny. Do you, this is, <laughs> do you think that's what it is? It's the tip of the iceberg, or it's just? A, oh yeah, a, it, this is this is the tip of the iceberg because I live in Texas, Texas, t- Texas, and Chicago gave John F. Kennedy, uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson gave the south the uh the valley vote the vote in the valley to kennedy mm. so it, i mean that I, that's a texas thing i don't i remember reading about it when i was going through texas history in the seventh grade which would have been 68 or 69 somewhere in there it had already happened so we heard about it mm-hmm and and the other one is John is Richard Daly up in Chicago. So voter stuff has been going on forever, which is why I totally believe it. I didn't know how big it was, and so you got so you've seen the thing about James O'Keefe 
um, Project Veritas and uh, Elon oh, yeah, Omar yeah, yeah, up yeah. in Minneapolis. So you're up to speed on pretty much everything. Oh yeah, yeah. But my, yeah. you know, my friends are like, there's no evidence. Well, if they don't do a study, that's what they, that's how they. There's a way. Um, let's see, how do you say that? If they don't do a scientific study, there's no evidence. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I think it's the federals ha- keeps a running database of prosecution prosecuted. We're not talking about alleged or anything. We're talking about criminal convictions. And there are enough there for, where you can go out there and say, what about this? What about that? There's no evidence. What about that? And the other thing is, is I learned this in 2018, is there's voter fraud and there's election fraud. And they're not exactly the same thing because voter fraud happens before the vote. Election fraud happens after the vote. Yeah. And you've got to understand the difference between that or you're going to be chasing the will of the wisp. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we, what we're seeing here is both. Right. right. We're seeing both. And I mean, the, the voter fraud is especially scary because you have no, absolutely no record of the real vote. Well, right? that's because not exactly you're true. You're taking people's balance before they're actually filled out and you're filling them out on behalf of those people. That would be right? what, that's ballot harvesting. So, so yeah. there's a couple of things here. Voter, this is also, you got to really understand mail-in voting is not the same as vote by mail. Not the mm-hmm. mail-in voting, that could be absentee voting. Oh, you yeah, know, you, absolutely. You, I, I, you I get, do that. You understand that. But most people yeah. look at those as the same thing. They're not. They're, They're absolutely, absolutely not. not absentee yeah. ballots are requested. Mail-in ballots are like uh, junk mail. They just show up because your name is in a database. You, they show up. Yep. So, so where was I going with that? That ballot harvesting well, is taking advantage of that because you didn't request. If you didn't request it, then you probably didn't know it was even there. So you don't have, you're not watching for it. And you're not what you so it surprises you. Oh yeah, I just got that in the mail today. Sure, you can have my ballot here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's how it works. <laughs> I love I love the way that you emulated an older person. <laughs> I'm really good at that. I'm older now. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, and, and uh, if you saw the video, then you can see that they're actually paying people for ballots. Right. right? They're paying people for ballots. So they're just like, here you go. Here's some money. And it's like, oh hell yeah, I'll take the two hundred dollars, right? I'll take that. I'll take that for 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 an envelope that means nothing to me. And you know, I wonder where all this money's coming from, huh? <laughs> to pay for these things, right? Well, that'll that'll be <laughs> that's the next thing that's coming down the pike is where's the money coming from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because somebody's paying for it somewhere, and you know, when you start thinking about. It, I think Hillary did something like $1.6 billion last cycle in, in, in campaign spending. And Trump did 1.3 billion or something like that. And, and still won. So that, so first of all, that tells me is the most money does not win there. there, You know, there's, there's other things that got in the way because that's what they always thought is more money equals greater 
voter turnout. No, that's not what I want to say. Greater the the one who vote, who spends the most money should be the winner. That's what I right. think they're trying to say. That didn't yeah. happen in the last cycle, so it was that was probably part of the shock. What we outspending by three hundred million dollars and we still lost. <laughs> I didn't quite get old enough. Uh, he spent about. I'm, I'm not very good at doing <laughs> Hillary, so I'm not. <laughs> Well, you, actually, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. You have to put a little bit of drunken slurring into it, though. Well, I, I have to do. I have to get the screech right too, and I, I, I don't know that I can get up that high. I have. I haven't really worked on her, so that's pretty damn good. That was. That was bad. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think? See, this is the thing. It's like um, in 2016. I'm sure that a lot of the votes towards Trump were anti-Hillary, pro-Bernie, right? Because they were so pissed at what Hillary did to Bernie that it was a protest vote against Hillary. And that's a lot of people never liked, the theory. Yeah, there's a lot never, of theory about Never really that, liked but. Hillary. And there's also lots of people who never really liked Hillary, right? So That was me. This, yeah, well, <laughs> there's lots of people like that. So the question nowadays is that is is biden like like an unoffensive i mean i've heard people say i'll vote for a stick of wood over trump right so is this the is this what they're doing they're putting up a stick of wood up against trump to see if he wins it's almost an experiment right let's see if we can get like the least you know the least palatable candidate not the the least uh what's the word it's like is it it's not palatable what's the word electable inoffensive (laughs) <laughs> least electable. He's the not. Most, so, we'll, so you're hitting it since, since you said it. The most oatmeal candidate we can find. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of all of the ones that were up there, it's like this is the creme de la creme of the Democrat Party. Right. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, please. <laughs> well, we all know that didn't happen because when they went in, they went in. Let's see. He hadn't won. A, I don't think he won a primary. Until they all got together in lockstep and and dropped out of the race in South Carolina, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's all, when he won. All, that's when he finally won. Yeah, it was all totally manufactured. I mean, this totally thing manufactured. Manufactured from from beginning to end, and that's why I'm thinking that the reason why there's not a lot of campaigning, and he probably doesn't really care too much about what happens to the debate, even if he loses the debate in a huge way. If you've got the voter fraud and the election fraud and the ballot harvesting and all this stuff going, if you have that machine going really well, then it doesn't matter if, if he is a stick. Yeah, it's in the bag. If it's the, in the bag. The boat is already in the bag. And that's so this will be, a, so this will really be an interesting bugs. thing. On, yeah. the, on, the, on the conservative side, I can tell you what, they're, what their thinking is. In, in, in this kind of go, do you know, let's see, what do they call it? There is something within the uh, within the voting machines, the the electronic machines. Oh, the that, that does name right. No, what it does is it it takes. I'm and I'm not even sure I'm going to get this right. I know, in fact, I know I'm not, but I'm going to try to explain the concept. Concept is, is that this person gets nine. Point nine nine of the ballot, which is almost one, and the and the loser gets point one. 
of the of the boat. Like, uh, that's not right. Point zero one of the vote. So they get one percent, and and the winner gets ninety nine percent. But they add that one percent together to create votes out oh. of it. Yeah. So you're saying that instead of actually doing, it's not a zero one. No, it's zero not a binary. It's like a, oh, it's, why do they do it's that? Not, it's some kind of software. I'm not really that? sure, but that uh, that's been tossed around for. You can. I think there are videos on on how that works, and I, if I could come up with the name. It's, uh, so it's the whole office say, where you, you're just taking the round, you round up the, <laughs> you round up the pennies and eventually you have a billion dollars. <laughs> welcome, welcome to office space. If you remember office space, the movie, that's how they, that's how they were going to make money. And then they found out that it was so much money that they, they were going to get caught. Well, no, he made a, he made a programming error and put in like a penny instead of like a 10. No, it was, it penny. took what it did is it took the fractional and I think that's what yeah. they call it is fractional voting. So you go, yeah. you want to go onto YouTube and look under fractional voting and see what they talk mm -hmm. about. Cause that's essentially okay. what I'm trying to get to. I think that's the term. Okay. Right. So let's see if I remember where the thread was. So do you think that, so it makes me think that they think that this is a done deal. Like why would they put up a candidate like this who, you know, in my mind, maybe it's because I'm just leaning one way as opposed to the other in my mind is like, terrible from what I've seen so far. I mean, like there's no, it's a low, it's super low energy. There's like, there's like no enthusiasm or very little enthusiasm. And, and they're all like treating it. They don't even have like ground. They don't, they don't seem to have offices in all the States. And you know, it seems like they've either given up and this it's is just a, a so, so to say, you know, why, or Biden is a Trojan, Trojan horse. Biden is a Trojan horse to get, Kamala in, mm -hmm. uh, and I heard that put out. I didn't, I, but I didn't actually know where it was coming from. What they, what they think is the Wall Street insiders want her in office because she's a, she would be a corporate, um, a corporate president, meaning they mm -hmm. could, they could, I don't want to say buy her, but they could influence her. And, right. And Biden, Biden. If he's if he has dementia and all that kind of stuff, this will actually floated out yesterday or the day before. Is they uh, oh, part, uh, there's a uh, podcast, uh, two guys. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before. It got Pardon My America, I think's the name of, or Pardon My American or something like that. It's two guys in Portland, I think, either Portland or Seattle, and mm -hmm. they they floated this out yesterday. That they think that they're that Biden is going to to get out of having the debate. Hunter Hunter Biden is going to be thrown under the sacrificial bus. Ooh, that, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's not going to be harmful. It's going to be deadly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally deadly. <laughs> yes, that's so. These guys are they're like they're really. They're, I mean, I really enjoy them. They're, they're, they work well as a There's three of them. There's one of them who's kind of like the technical guy, and there's the two main hosts. And they play off of each other really well. They're about between 35 and 40. So it's a really young perspective. You okay. know, uh, I need more podcasts uh, to listen to because ever since I discovered Overcast, I, I can listen to podcasts at three times speed. 
And not only that, they actually have a feature where it eliminates any kind of dead, dead uh, space dead in between the vocals. So it, it compresses it even more. So I could listen to it and really compress it. I'll have to look for it. Overcast.com or is it, or is it an iPhone thing? Uh, I think it's both iPhone and Android, but it's great okay. because it's in the highest setting and you can actually remove, it, remove uh, empty, empty sound. And at the highest setting, I can go through like hour long podcasts in like 15 minutes or less. So it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> My, I will, I will listen to. most of the podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis. Most of them are at double speed. There are a few of them. Their articulation is not good enough for me to be able to do that. Tim yeah. Poole, for some reason, he's very articulate, but for some reason, his vocal range is at a point where it does not work at a double speed. Just yeah, I don't, I don't listen. To, I don't listen to him. Should I listen to him? Is he good? Should he's, I add it to my list? Okay, so let me let me let me put that out there. Is Tim was or up until about two i guess two months ago he was he would what he he was a centrist that, uh, i'm a centrist you know I, I i like trump on some of this stuff i like the democrats on something i don't know that you ever had a democratic candidate that he I, oh he did he liked tulsi he liked tulsi a lot he was a former biden uh not a biden but a uh, bernie bro in 2016 and Bernie bro like singed him pretty good. So, so, and he were, so he started off like his career started off in Occupy Wall Street. So he's, he started off from a leftist perspective. He thinks the left is so crazy right now that it makes more sense to vote for Trump than to vote for the left. <laughs> so the, the thing about it is, so now it, we've watched him for a long time. He's like, he was hovering. He, he's hovering over where he where he's going to go, and he finally came out and says, "Okay, I'm going to vote for Trump because these people are crazy." And <laughs> so I don't know whether, but he but he he does a really good job of work breaking down a story. I, I I think he really does a pretty good job on that. He he does he tries to he tries to keep his. You know, I, I don't believe that we're totally objective. I believe he's got a bias, but he at least calls attention to it. Not, I mean, right. he's like, okay, I've got, I've, I've got this. I, I believe this or something like that. He, he's anti-war, which is one of the, one of the things that he, uh, he likes about Trump is he's not started any new wars. He hadn't got us totally out like he said he would, but he's not started anything. And and that was a big thing that everybody thought was going to happen with Korea, North Korea, and Iran. They, and they they actually thought that we'd be in war. And on the on the conspiracy side, everybody thinks that Hillary was the one that was going to take us there. Right. So. Well, I think that probably would have happened. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. As hawkish as, as, as she was, oh man. She's she's a nut. Anyway, so what what Tim Pool? He has three he has three podcasts. Two are news. So I, one is Tim Tim I R L Tim in real life, which I think is what he does in the afternoons, where he kind of rolls everything together. 
and it's right. kind of like more free form. And then he's got Tim Cast and then Tim Pool, I think is what they are. Are those the same? Uh, is it the same stuff? Or should I, is no, it's start? not. Oh. He's got different stories. And one of I'm not sure. I've been watching him so long. I, I just watch him. I don't, I don't know which one's which. Uh, Tim, right. Tim Pool and Tim Cast are these are articles. They're like, um, I think he, uh, he does them at separate times. So I'm guessing he works about an hour, maybe two on each one. And he's got three or four of them during the day. So he—he's. I like him first of all because he's—he's probably in like 31 or 32, maybe, maybe 33 at the outside. So he's really young. He's a skateboarder. So I mean, he—you talk about and a um, nonconformist. He's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And if if a nonconformist is swinging one way, then there's something going on with the other side. Yeah. But so, what, will any of this matter? Because, you know, we're all, it's all going to be ballot harvested and frauded and defrauded and stuff like that. We'll see. So there's some, <laughs> so they're, some they're, always saying, they're always saying that a, it has to be like a giant, it has to be like a huge landslide for Trump for them to say. Well, that's, oh, see, that's okay. the whole thing. That, that's, is that, that even that, real? That's, that's what they're thinking is that if everybody gets out and votes for Trump that says they're going to vote for Trump, the landslide will be so big that the vote balance, the, 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 uh, the ballot harvesting yeah, the won't matter. It won't, yeah, the, exactly. the rigging, all that stuff. And there's lots of other stuff besides ballot harvesting. All that stuff will not matter. The, the thing about it is I watched uh, a lady last night. She was, she's a woman. I watched. She does, she does document digs and she doesn't really talk too much about, she does a little bit, but, she goes into documents and, and brings them to the floor. And she was talking about it last night. And I said, you know, in order to, for, uh, so the thing they're talking about is the red mirage. Are you hearing this red mirage? Red mirage. No. Okay. So on the, on the night of the election, Trump is supposed to have a big lead and it's going to erode away like a red mirage with all the, mail-in ballots that are coming in the next couple of oh, weeks. Oh, I've never heard that term for it, but you understand I, the theory, I, I, I've heard, I've heard what they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. We shot through an hour, like in no time. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even, uh, did we even cover anything that you wanted to cover? Oh no, no. Yeah, we did. This is okay, exactly right. Did. So you're, you're going to, you're going to be popping popcorn then. When is this thing? Today? I had popcorn last thing? night. Um, <laughs> Uh, Neither my wife or I can have today? popcorn, so we're going to have to have potato chips or something like that. So No, no, no potato chips. Uh, I, uh, the reason I don't keep them around the house is because they're too easy to get told of, and I will go through a bag of them. And the, and the yeah. Popcorn, I at least have to make an effort and make my own popcorn in a microwave. Oh, man, I miss popcorn. I, 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 give a, I even gave us more... Uh, uh, Orville Redenbacher's now I'm, I just bite in bulk and make my own. It's not that hard. Nice. Nice. Uh, so like one of those old school pots or how do you no, make no, it? I, I, I use the microwave. What I've learned oh. though is to get a glass bowl with a glass mm -hmm. lid that fits it. And they, these mm -hmm. are probably six quart go bowls, maybe bigger. Could be eight quart. This is one from my grandmother. So it's really, it's a big bowl. Put the mm -hmm. glass lid on it. Heat that up. I heat that up for five minutes to heat it up. 
and then put the popcorn in it and pop it for five more minutes and it it makes a good popcorn most of it's popped and then i add butter and salt to it and i'm set that's all you got to do so yep. you don't have to buy some kind of funky thing it's just like so it's that easy yep wow I, well i, I learned no you, can, you got paper bags you can you can use paper sacks and put the popcorn in the paper sack along with oh, wow. oil and salt and and put a like a paper clip on, not a paper clip um well, do you know how you know how to do paper do a paper clip without a paper clip, right? Or oh yeah, paper. yeah. Fold it up, that sort of thing. Fold yeah. it up and tear it in half, or tear it and, and fold it opposite directions. That's how yeah. I learned how to do this. I'm like, oh well, that's not bad. And then I decided Make that a bag wasn't enough popcorn that I needed a bowl full of it. <laughs> and it works in bowl in glass bowls, so that's perfect. And so the that's glass bowl gets hot enough that it helps. It helps heat up the popcorn and makes it pop. I, I don't know how to explain it any better than that because I don't know the physics behind it, but it it pretty much pops pops all the popcorn. Most there, I mean, there's if I don't quite get the the right amount of popcorn in it, then it doesn't do a very good job. But it, the one last night, I probably had maybe fifty or so unpopped kernels in there, which is pretty good out of a big nice. bowl of popcorn. Nice. Well, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be grabbing my snack and watching the, watching the fireworks. Watching the same we ought, what, what we ought to do is, is, is hook up and just debrief it tomorrow night or something. We ought to yeah, do it should. live. <laughs> live would be, live would be, I don't know if a bit live would be possible. <laughs> well, we'd both be watching the same TV show and we got, ah. Oh! <laughs> We'd have to figure out how to get, because what they would hear is, oh, and all this other stuff, and they wouldn't hear any context to go with it. So what the hell are they that's talking right. about? Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> maybe we should set up a call tomorrow. Let me see yeah, what I can maybe. do. <laughs> okay. I will talk <laughs> to you later. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Bye, Chris. Bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.